Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, where I whine about media that may or may not have aged like fine wine. I am the million dollars that you left under your couch cushions because you kept sitting on it and forgetting about it every single time you went to vacuum the couch, but you never actually lifted up the cushions because you forgot every single time. Um, and today I'm going to be discussing the 1968 film Boom. Um, I have new episodes coming out every Tuesday and Thursday at the moment, so be sure to check them out when they do come out. Um, this 1968 film is a British film. It's supposedly a drama, supposedly a film. It's supposedly something. That's like one of the things I have to say. Um, you may have, if you've seen my, listen to my previous episodes, you may have heard me speaking about this film, Boom! Exclamation Point, um, starring Miss Elizabeth Taylor. Um, and I have some things to say about it. Um, and by some things to say about it, I mean a lot, I guess, something, yeah. Um, I'm just sort of like befuddled by this film. This film is a mystery to me. Um, it's based off of a Tennessee Williams, um, play called The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore, and if that's anything to go by, you already are sort of, like, confused by, like, the title of, like, the original work. And Tennessee William, Williams is, like, already, like, I guess sort of, like, convoluted in the writing and stuff. It's, like, already when you're, like, watching something by him or reading something by him, you're already going to be like, what the fuck is going on? I'm so confused. Um, am I, like, actually... Like, what am I doing? Like, that's what is, like, going to happen. Um, when you're, you know, paying attention to Tennessee Williams. Now... I was able to watch this film for free on YouTube because it's on YouTube because nobody wants to license this film, which totally makes sense. It was a mega flop. It was like, they don't have the actual like, um, budget for the film, but it's estimated between three and 10 million. And even with the, um, low ball estimate of 3 million, this film still lost $1 million with only 2 million in box office, which is like, mega flop um but yeah elizabeth taylor was in this so just wow just wow how far she has fallen now she stars in this alongside richard burton and noel coward um but not that that really matters because most of the film is going to be elizabeth taylor by herself doing, like, her super long, crazy monologue from, um, Suddenly Last Summer. Like, it's, it's something. This is very something. Like, apparently this was, like, a five stars on IMDb. Babe. Babe. That's not for me. That's not even five stars in my book. Well, I mean, 
It's 113 minutes long, so it's like almost two hours. That it's like two out almost two hours for this. I wasted almost two hours of my life on this film. It's who wow. But I mean, at least I can say I've seen it because um, it's definitely a movie. Like it's definitely very divisive, um, very understandable. Um, but since it's on YouTube, you're able to like look at the comments and like some of the comments are like, oh my God, Elizabeth Taylor, what the hell is this? This is so bad. But other people are like, oh my God, this is genius. This is pure genius. So it's like, so like what, what's happening? So confusing. So, you know, that just sets the stage for like the critical response to it just definitely sets the stage for what this film is. Um, so we start off and we like get introduced to Miss Flora Sissy Goforth, who is played by Elizabeth Taylor. Now, this lady, she's supposed to be like even older than Elizabeth Taylor is because Elizabeth Taylor, she's like, what? Only like 34, 36 when she's playing this role? Because this came out in 1968. So she is still very young, but she's supposed to be playing like a role for like a woman in her late 50s, early 60s. Um, that's also termini terminally ill, but also mega rich. So we get introduced to Miss Flora, Miss Sissy. So Miss Sissy, she is getting a massage on her private island residence. And this private island is in Italia, um, which is the mythical land of Italy, which is also in the mythical world of Europe. I don't know about you guys, but I don't think Europe exists. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope I didn't fool you there, because that would have been very sad. Anyways, Miss Miss Sissy, she lives in um, a private mansion on a private island in the private nation of Italy. And she's getting a massage when you first get introduced to her, and one of her servants brings her over like a martini. But instead of drinking the martini while she's getting the massage, she takes the glass and just launches it lodges it all alcohol and all shatters it and it's like okay she's definitely not well um in the head that is and while she's getting her massage she like just goes off on her servants like wow um i but let me say the massage she's getting looks really good i would love to have my personal cohort of um, masseuses and martini bearers, you know. Never actually had a martini, so I don't know what they taste like. Um, but, you know. A massage and alcohol in a private Italian villa on a private island. What else could you want? But anyways, so she's, like, verbally abusing her staff, which is, like, red flag number one. Um, and she also has, like, this... Is she British? Is Elizabeth Taylor British? I don't think she is. Um, what? She was born in London? Oh my god. I would totally not believe that she was British because her accent sounds so fake um, in this film. 
So, well, she moved when she was seven. Um, but that's still long enough to, like, develop an accent when you're young. But, like, her accent in this film is very, um, very iffy. Which is weird because she's, like, actually British. Oh, well. Um, but she is living her life, being abusive to her staff, you know, as she does. But we get introduced next to this dude who is on this fishing boat and he's paid these guys to like bring him close to the island. So he jumps off of the boat when he's near the private island and some people start like shooting at him while he's swimming towards the island. But then they stop shooting at him once he gets close to the island. So then once he gets to the island, um, he like climbs up a cliff, but then he also, but then money climbs up the cliff, he gets ravaged by dogs, by like guard dogs. And the dogs are like handled by like a mini guy. So like a short guy. Mm, and this guy, his name is Christopher Flanders, nicknamed um, Il Angelo de la Morte, or the Angel of Death. Um, now this guy in the original play by Tennessee Williams is supposed to be like a young man. Um, but this is, but since she's, I don't know, I feel like this is Liz Taylor's passion project. Um, because this is played in this film, this dude, Mr. Christopher Flanders, he's played by her, Miss Liz Taylor's husband at the time. Um, who is obviously not a young, spry man. So it's like already sort of changing like what the, what the sort of um, play was, you know. Um, but, so while the dude was on the boat while he was swimming, Miss Liz Taylor herself, she got out a gun and started like shooting at him. Um, like, is that legal? Um, and not just, in like America, I mean, but like in Italy, because it's probs, uh, it's probs like super legal in America for like trespassing or something. But in Italy, but again, Miss Thing is living like a Bond villain. But while I was like seeing this, I was like, it must be such a bitch to go and get groceries, especially in the '60s. Like you don't have any like drones or anything. Like, that seems such a pain. Like, what if you forget to, like, get toilet paper one day? And you're like, god damn it. Not only do I have to just leave my house and go down the cliff because my house is on the top of a cliff, I have to get in a boat and then go across, like, the channel to the nearest beach and then get off of the boat, get into some car, and then go to the store. Oh my god, what a pain. Probably, like, an, more than an hour trip just for some groceries. Like, I bet Amazon packages don't deliver there. Um, and also, the same thing with the water and electrical grid. Like, how do you get electricity there? How do you get the water? Well, they probably have, like, a private well, but then again, you're on a rock, on a tiny rock that's in, like, the middle of the ocean, so I don't think that you're gonna get that much fresh water from, like, a well. Especially if you're housing a bunch of staff and yourself. Um, and also, since she's smashing glasses, like, all the time, again, gonna be super pain in the ass to go and get more glasses. Um, the logistics just aren't logisticking for me. I'm, like, allergic to things that are harder than they should be. Um, 
So, after Miss Sissy shoots at Mr. Christopher and he gets to the beach, she climbs up and she sends the dogs after him. So she sends her little, um, I don't know what to call them. I don't want to be like offensive. Mm, dwarf? I think the proper word is dwarf. She sends her um, a dog handler who is afflicted with dwarfism um, to send the dogs after Mr. Christopher, the trespasser. Um, so she's like writing her book because she's, while she's like dying, she's like, I'm going to write a book about like my amazing life because my life is amazing and the world deserves to know about it. So she's just in her like little echoey room um, writing her book but she keeps starting over and she can't like get it right but she hears the barking outside and she's like why are the dogs barking like I know that I sent the dogs out to like bark but why are they barking um so she is like um sort of pissed but then she realizes wait a minute do I have like a beware of dog sign on my like warning trespassing sign because she's like this. This is one of this is the one best quote from the film. If someone sues me, I've got to prove there was a beware of dog sign. Oh my god, that's so iconic. That's like the one good thing about this film. And that's like in the first like 10-15 minutes of the film. The rest of it is pure agony. Like her worrying about worrying about getting sued because she didn't have like a beware of dog sign up. That's good. That's some good humor. But then the rest of the humor, nowhere to be found. Um, so she goes out and like sees, oh yeah, also, beware of dog sign on a private island. Hilarious. Genius. But anyway, she goes out to see like what the dogs are like brought back. Um, and she's sort of like, what is human and inhuman is not a human deduction. Um, again, spewing truths or whatever, um, very wax poetic and whatever. Um, but you know, um, and while Miss Sissy is talking, she's just like, talks about random things. Like literally they can be talking about one topic and then they just randomly switch to another. Um, but what happens next is I realize that the younger actress that they have playing her secretary absolutely sucks at acting and they probably hired her because she was close to the shooting site. Um, but you know. So what Miss, um, what Miss Sissy does after she sees the dude with after being ravaged by dogs, she's just like, okay, let's, like, send him to, like, one of our villas that we have many of on this private island, but only after she crashes into him holding, like, a tray, and then she just, like, so she's, like, holding a tray, and then she just walks into him, and then she just, like, curses up a storm, and then she just gets up and walks away, that's iconic. That's queen shit right there. But again, all in the first 15 minutes, that's the only part, like, worth watching. The rest of it, like, goes down the drain and goes down the drain fast. Um, so, again, all, okay. Miss, 
I'm reading my notes while I'm like also like going through a summary of it that I've also written and I'm like trying to get everything out there so that I don't have to like rethink about the parts that I like don't want to think about uh, because I don't want to think about them more than once for this so I'm trying to get everything out there all at once but Lord's song mood ring from solar power 2021 miss sissy this is the song that song is like based off of bitches like her like miss sissy she is like i'm suffering from neuritis and all other kinds of itises she spews off like random like itises like words with itis like chocolate itis you know like whatever like tendon i have tendonitis neuritis um, vaginitis, penitis, um, dongitis, whatever. Like, she just, like, spews on this long list of, like, afflictions that she has. And she's like, I'm dying. Um, and this dude, Mr. Christopher, he's like, um, okay. Anyways, he's also like, bro, we, like, met before. But, um, Miss, Miss Miss Sissy, she's like, I don't remember meeting you, but I'll let you stay in, like, our villas for a little bit. So, she sends him to the villa, but the problem with this, the problem with this whole setting of this private Italian island is that the sound, soundproofing, well, not soundproofing, but, like, microphone situation that they have going on is so crap, especially because every single room that they film in is sort of like domed and like made for echo and like acoustics so they speak but they don't speak into like a microphone or anything they just like pick it up with like camera with the camera microphones or whatever and they don't go back and dub over the parts that sounded a little bit iffy they just let it go on and it makes l the audio of this film absolute agony absolute pain it's just like such a downgrade from like literally any other film ever made like this has some of the worst audio ever because like domed rooms just not a good idea for when you're trying to like film something especially without like soundproofing anything without like sound absorption stuff um but after Miss Thing sends Mr. Christopher to a villa, she's just like um, doing some dictating because she has her villa wired, like tap wire, tape tape wire, wire wire tap wire tapped, so that she can just start speaking at any time, um, and her secretary will start typing whatever she's speaking. So she's just like talking to herself, just like talking about her life and her marriages and like random shit it's like okay like again it's just like so much random stuff like are we supposed to care about her are we not is she supposed to be just like actually speaking about her history or is she like just like not is she not remembering stuff right? Like, what's happening? But the thing is, what she talks about is, like, so boring. It's, like, ugh, so boring. But Miss Sissy, after a while, she calls Mr. Christopher to dinner. Um, and she is, like, what am I going to wear to dinner tonight? 
because she has a closet full of like caftans and moo's. Like that's her whole wardrobe, except for like some very fun outfits that we get to like see later. But she sends um, Mr. Christopher in his villa a kimono robe and a katana. And she's like, come to dinner in this. So what does Miss Sissy show up in? Well, she shows up in garb that she calls kabuku. Ah! Ah! And then while she's saying, this is my kabuku robe, I saw them doing kabuku, and I was just so enthralled by it. I have to, I had to take part in it. So she's, like, doing, like, kabuki movements, and, like, oh my god, kabuku. It's like when somebody called um, a woman named Mariah Nagasu Maria Nagasu. And I was, oh my god. Ah. So while she's doing this, she's like doing like movements that are probably not, should not have been done, but probably were not um, looked down upon um, at the time that this was made. But while they're at the dinner, the chefs bring over like this one dish and the dish is like a fish, but the fish looks like, oh my God, the fish looks absolutely like mutilated. Like every single part of it was used, but like not in a way that it should be used. It looked like, I don't want to describe it, (laughs) but while they're having dinner together, they just like are talking about everything and nothing all at once. Like, I think what they're supposed to be saying is, like, philosophical, but it's, like, not philosophical at all. It's just, like, nonsense. Um, So, after that, Mr. Christopher, he goes back to his villa, and what does Miss Sissy do while he's sleeping? She goes to his room and just sits on his bed and looks at him. What? So she's just, like, watching him sleep. And yeah, and then she leaves, but then her, I think, secretary shows up and then her secretary starts like, well, Mr. Christopher wakes up and then he and her secretary start going at it in the room. Now, again, where did Miss Liz go? Where did Miss Sissy go after watching him sleep? And then her secretary just showed up out of nowhere and started, like, banging him. It's so random. Like, this happened, like, literally, like, in the same scene. And it mm, makes, like, no sense. Well, I guess it might make some sense if you're like, oh, maybe she sent her secretary to, like, do it with him. Or, like, I, I don't know. But they don't, like, explain anything in the film. Like, why would she send her to do that? But, like, was there any interactions between her secretary and... Christopher before um no what it's like no basis for anything so Miss Liz leaves and she is waiting for her friend to arrive she's wait. she invited her friend um the witch of Capri or witch of Capri to come to the come to her villa to have dinner with her Um, and while she's waiting, we get, 
like a shot of the trespassing sign that we saw earlier in the film, but now it has like an additional beware of dogs on it. And like, oh my god, that wasn't just like a throwaway line. They actually followed up. They actually followed through with it, which is like the attention to detail for this, like the I better put up a sign about the dogs because I don't want to get sued. The attention to detail for that to bring it back with the continuity is like, why? Why are you like doing that instead of like making the movie good? I have many questions for that. Um, so now she's having like a dinner with this witch of Capri and Mr. Um, witch of Capri, he's like, by the way, that dude that you have here at your island, Mr. Christopher, he is like, he's visited a bunch of like women that are like almost dying and they die like after he visits. Um, so that's why he's like called the angel of death. But Miss Sissy, she's like, okay, then that might just be, like, an omen of my death, you know. But even though she comes to that, like, um, conclusion so easily, like, she, at the same time, doesn't want to believe it. So she's like, hmm, I don't know, maybe. And while she is, like, doing this, she has this other line that's like, I've got to shove it off. Like that baby buggy from Mars. What does that mean? Like, what does that line mean? I have got to shove it off like that baby buggy from Mars. Uh, I'm so confused. So the next day, since Miss Sissy is a little bit um, depressed about, like, almost dying, or that she is going to die, she is wearing, like, an all-black outfit, like Miss Olena Tyrell, um, like Miss Olena Tyrell in the, in season, um, seven of Game of Thrones, was it? Um, but yeah, she's, like, wearing all black, and Mr. Christopher is, like, what are you, some kind of graveyard sex pin? Uh, so, you know, they're, like, I guess this is, like, supposed to be, like, some fun quips between friends or whatever, being, like, um, carrying, like, allegories and, like, symbolism or whatever, but it's, like, it's something. It's, it's really something this film is, um, but she and, um, she, Miss Sissy, she starts talking to Mr. Christopher, and she's like, oh yeah, I had this talk with, like, um, my friend, the Witch of Capri, and we were, like, talking about death and stuff, and, like, how the waves are, like, death, and how once they hit the shore, they go, boom, name of title, by the way, boom, exclamation point, they said it, um, but when they hit the shore, like, that's, like, the person's life, like, it goes by so fast, and it's, like, waning, and waxing, and whatever, and, oh, and, Philosophy, mm, yum, yeah, whatever. Um, this is a fever dream, babe. This is such a fever dream to me. So, at this point, Miss Sissy is sort of also like, hmm, maybe is the is this dude, Mr. Christopher, like an assassin or whatever? Or, and like, 
is she like into him in like an into him kind of way? Um, so she like is, I guess like since Christopher's supposed to be like representing death, she realizing and like acknowledging him as like an omen of her death is her accepting her death. So her like wanting to get closer to him, but then also like Nah is like her accepting her fate or whatever. Um, because she become she's like drawn closer and closer to him, um, and like whatever. And she's like the conflict where she has with him being like she doesn't want to see him, and then suddenly she's like, no, actually, let me go to you at the beach. Um, well, not beach at the pier. It it lasts like literally five minutes. That's like the conflict that they have. Um, so that's, like, resolved almost instantly. Because I guess they wanted them to have more, like, philosophical conversations. Um, because now she's, like, in love with him, but then also afraid of him. Um, and, like, now Miss Sissy's, like, going through, like, violent mood swings. Where she's, like, crying at one moment. Where she's, like, coughing at the other. Where she's super happy at the other. Where she's, like just spewing nonsense at the other um but she's like not having like a good time I guess so her secretary eventually quits um and I guess I don't really know why her secretary quits sort of comes out of nowhere I think it might be because like she was jealous of her secretary for having slept with Christopher but then like how would she know that but then also she did wiretap like every single room in her private mansion villa thing um so she probably heard it when they were going at it which is like sort of gross like ma'am why were you why were you listening in on that but then again like she did wiretap everything but then at the same time mm, why why did the secretary go at it knowing that there were wiretaps like literally listening in to everything but what happens next is like since miss sissy's like getting sicker and sicker um she eventually is like bedridden and mr christopher like takes her diamond ring and is like hmm this is like let me tell you a story about how i helped like an old woman like end her life because she was suffering um i drowned her so, after he finishes his story, Miss Sissy dies, and Mr. Christopher goes to the terrace and tosses the giant diamond ring. And that's how the film ends, but not before Mr. Christopher says, Boom. The end. Uh, that was definitely a film. It was definitely a film. There were times at this film where I really wanted to end, and there were other times in this film where I really wanted it to end. Um, it was... Uh, oh my god. Like, I don't think this is even on the level of Malibu Beach vampires in terms of, like, nonsensical badness. At least Malibu Beach vampires was, like, only, like, an hour and 15 minutes long. This one was almost two hours. This was, like, you have to pay attention to it long enough to like get through it but then you also have to like 
then you still have to pay attention to oh my god it's just like ah like do not watch this movie unless you're like absolutely forced to like you're going to die if you don't watch it because it's really it's really something um like if you want to like see the fun outfits just search them up on like google or something because i'm sure well i'm gonna just confirm that for you guys right now like if they actually have like the outfits from the film like oh yeah they do they do definitely have the outfits um and they have them in even higher quality than you can see in the um youtube video of it um so definitely don't watch the film just look at the google images of it because trust me you do not want to suffer through this absolute slog torture um i don't know any other words train wreck of this film um so yeah there was a reason why this film lost a million dollars and why um, it's not recognized as anything. I feel like they were really going for a um, like a film of the year or drama of the year type vibe for this. Like it's so artistic and like um, like that kind of stuff. But they really missed the mark. Uh, no, they didn't even really miss the mark. They like shot but they shot in the opposite direction of where the target was. So, yeah. Very interesting. Um, I want to... The main thing I like, want to know about is, like, how did this film, like, come into production? Because... I would not have signed off on this, especially since it sort of seems like, um... Miss... Liz Taylor had, like, a big hand in, like, the creative direction, seeing as she and her husband played the lead roles and how she very much chewed the scenery. No, she didn't even just chew the scenery. She disintegrated it when she put it in her mouth. Um, but luckily, some people have, like, it's, okay, so, like, Reviewers on the time, like, call it, like, self-indulgent feckleness. And, like, a couple of amateurs hamming it up at the country club. Um, that's from Paul D. Zimmerman. Um, um, no, that's from Time. And Paul D. Zimmerman is, like, it's pompous, pointless, nightmare. Um, which is, like, yeah, definitely. Um, and other people are, like, it's the other side of camp. Babe, camp doesn't exist in the same vocabulary as this. This is like, was she trying to be camp? Was Miss Liz Taylor trying to be very campy in this film? Mm. I don't know if she's trying to be serious or not. Like, I think she was trying to do what she did in Suddenly Last Summer with her final monologue in that film. Um, and she was like, that got a really good reception, so I'm going to try that again. But the whole movie is that. Um, so I think she, like, actually earnestly tried in this film which makes it even sadder makes it even more sad because it's like babe this is your best attempt and like this this is what we get um 
So yeah, don't watch Boom! Exclamation point 1968 if you don't have to, because you will probably lose a few years off your life because it ages you. And yeah, I'll wind to you next time. <laughs>